The Word says that where our treasure is, our heart will follow. And there's nothing better to defeat materialism than giving. Giving affirms the old saying that the greatest things in life are not things. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sports product lines, including Nebo tools and flashlights, sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Bobby would like your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org. Now, get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. This was in the news this morning. (laughs) I just thought this was interesting. Here you go. The inventor of the television remote control, Robert Adler, died yesterday in Boise, Idaho. He was 93 years old. Millions of couch potatoes will pay tribute to Mr. Adler today during the broadcast of the golf tournament by pressing the mute button for about five seconds. (laughs) I think that I'm going to get involved in that. (laughs) What would we be without the remote control? I, I don't know. I want to talk to you for just a minute this morning about giving. And I know that I talk about tithing and giving pretty often. But I want to talk about why we need to give. But first, let me go back to tithing for a second. You see, tithing really isn't giving. Tithing, as we've reinforced many times around here, is an act of obedience to the Lord. And it's important, and it's important to God that we do it. And when we do it, we're acknowledging that everything that we have belongs to God. And that when we tithe, He gives us His blessing on the remaining 90% of what we have. So while tithing is expected, it's also respected. But giving is also an important part of our life, and it's also important to God. Did you know that over 2,000 verses in the Bible reference money or possessions? In contrast, there are about 500 verses about faith. There's about 500 verses about prayer. And of the 38 parables that Jesus taught, 16 of them had something to do with money. In the Bible, the word give is used 2,285 times. And no, I did not count them. Does that seem like a lot? I mean, the word love appears 733 times. I think the message is that what we do with and how we handle our money is a big deal in developing our relationship with God. So there's a number of good reasons why we need to give and be good, generous givers. But for starters, here's three of the best reasons. The first reason is we need to give. Because it keeps our heart in the right place. What we give to defines our priorities. The word says that where our treasure is, our heart will follow. And there's nothing better to defeat materialism than giving. Giving affirms the old saying that the greatest things in life are not things. The next reason we need to give is simply to benefit others. Since the beginning of time, there's always been those who are in great need. 
The Lord made it clear that we as Christians are to help them. We're to, we're to do more than just share the gospel with them. We're to love them and we're to share with them in material ways. And I love this saying, you can give without loving, but you can't love without giving. And finally, the reason we need to give is because giving glorifies God. Giving really is an act of worship, just as praising Him is. And giving is tangible. And it's a way that we can show our gratitude for all He gave us. Oswald Chambers, he said, Worship is giving God the best that He has given you. You know, most, most of us wish that we didn't have to think about money all the time, that we didn't have to try to make ends meet, provide for our, our needs for ourselves and for our families. But you see, that struggle... That challenge to meet all the demands of the day is part of the journey that God has put us on. And when we labor in the field and we're faithful, in spite of our financial challenges, He places in our hearts the desire to give what we can. And He knows that it takes faith to do it. And that's when something special happens. And that's when we begin to grow stronger in the Lord. So giving is important. And we need to do it. And we need to be good at it. The Apostle Paul said, you should see that you excel in the grace of giving. How is it that Christ could endure and go through all he went through on the cross? Up next, the answer is a miracle because he loves you and me that much. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. What's less than two inches big, fully rechargeable, and comes in three sporty colors? It's Nebo Tools Micro Pocket Light. Impossibly bright and unbelievably small, the Micro features six unique light modes, including the 400 lumen turbo mode and three LED color lighting options, red, green, and white light, to accommodate any situation. The Micro is small enough to conceal in your hand or fit on your key ring. This powerful pocket light even comes with a stainless steel necklace chain to keep this light with you wherever you go. Choose red, black, or silver to match your personal style. Find Nebo Tools intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the tiny yet powerful micro pocket light at batteries plus bulbs outlets in hardware stores everywhere and online at NeboTools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code Christian Radio and receive a 10% discount on your order at work, home, or play. For the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. And now back to On the Bright Side as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. How many have ever heard this old saying? Our attitude determines our altitude. Has anybody ever heard that before? Well, I believe attitude is very important, especially when dealing with life's more complicated issues. So this is my favorite story about attitude. The little boy was talking to himself as he strutted into the backyard wearing his baseball cap and carrying a ball and bat. I'm the greatest hitter in the world, he announced as he tossed the ball into the air and swung at it. He missed. 
Strike one, he yelled. Undaunted, he picked up the ball and he repeated. I'm the greatest hitter in the world. He tossed the ball into the air again and swung even harder. He missed again. Strike two, he cried out. Then the boy paused a moment. He examined the bat, examined the ball. He spit on his hands. He rubbed them together. He straightened his cap and he said, I'm the greatest hitter in the world. Again, he tossed the ball up in the air. He swung as hard as he could. He missed. Strike three. The boy got his balanced. He paused a minute. And then he exclaimed, Wow, how about that? I'm the greatest pitcher in the world. I love that story. How many of you guys and ladies are watching the basketball playoffs right now? Okay. See, babe, I'm not the only one. I've been driving her crazy watching all these basketball games over the last several weeks. We have a television out on the back porch, and she has banished me to the back porch. I am not allowed to watch anything on television in the house. But speaking of basketball and attitude... When I was a teenager, all I wanted to do was play basketball. So all through high school, I began my day at 7 a.m. on the racetrack with the race against my teammates. Then practice would begin at at 7.30 a.m. and go to 9.30 a.m. I would shoot free throws all during my lunch break. Then practice would begin again at 2.30 p.m. and we, we would go till 7 or 8 p.m., That was my life in high school, and I don't mind telling you that I became a pretty good basketball player by doing it that way. There was no questioning my commitment and my desire to be a great basketball player, so it was very hard for me to accept the reality that I was not going to be able to succeed in the sport as a career. In fact, I developed a really bad attitude about it right out of high school. I just didn't understand why it wasn't working out like I wanted it to. I was bitter. I mean, I didn't want to do anything else. And it was not until a few years later, in desperation, that I started to seek God's direction for my life instead of my own. Then my attitude began to change, and I began to appreciate where I was instead of resenting where I wasn't. And when my attitude changed... God began to share ideas with me that led to a much more fulfilling career than a few short years playing basketball ever would have. And even more important, I found that all the years of training and discipline I learned as a basketball player was vital in my development as a business person. And I know there's a lot of guys that relate to that statement. So while I was disappointed back then, My basketball days proved very important to me in the future and served me well. You see, I want to encourage you today by reminding you that God has a purpose for your life that's unique to you. When life throws you a curve or two, and it most certainly will, it doesn't have to mean you failed in your current endeavor. It may mean you've been refined in one area 
so you can fulfill God's purpose for you in another. That's why it's so important to have the attitude like the little boy in our story. You have to be willing to see the good that can come from any situation. Having a good attitude all the time sounds easier than it is, and we all have days when it's a struggle. But we all only have to trust the Lord and have an open heart and mind to the possibilities in front of us to have a good attitude. The Apostle Paul said it like this. Whatsoever you do, do it heartily unto the Lord, and not unto man, knowing that of the Lord you shall receive the reward of your inheritance, for you serve the Lord. And I think I've used this old saying before, but I love it because it reveals how we are responsible. We are responsible for our attitude. It goes like this. Two men looked out from the same prison bars. One sees the mud. The other sees the stars. Could this be a day for you to seek more clarity for what God's purpose is for your life? If you'll just trust the Lord, have an open heart and a good attitude, I promise you, like the gray-haired gentleman that sits in the back pew taught me, something good will happen today in Jesus' name. God doesn't love you because of anything you have or haven't done. He doesn't love you because you're a good person. Coming up next, God loves you because of His amazing grace. Love is who God is. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. I love the intense brightness and durability of Nebo Tools flashlights. Listen, my neighbor lost his keys, and I asked if he had checked on the seat of his car. He had, but I handed him my Nebo Tools second-generation Slide King flashlight, and I told him to look again. He found the keys. My neighbor was impressed. This flashlight is so bright, I want one of these, he says. So I ordered him Nebo Tools second-generation Slide King flashlight. An amazing high-power 500-lumen flashlight, chips-on-board work light, red light, and red hazard flasher. It's equipped with programmable memory settings for each light mode, has four times adjustable zoom, and it's rechargeable. Find Nebo Tools intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the powerful rechargeable second-generation Slide King flashlight at batteries plus bulbs outlets, in hardware stores everywhere, and online at NeboTools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code Christian Radio and receive a 10% discount on your order at work, home, or play. For the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the Bright Side. If I just talk about the love of God for a minute, did you know that each and every one of you are important to God? And if you came to church today and you didn't feel particularly loved when you came in, can I be the first one to tell you? That God does love you. Now, if you're like me, and you're as acutely aware of your shortcomings as I am of mine, then you may do what I do sometimes, and I ask the question, how can God really love me? With all the things I've done, with all the mistakes that I've made, it's not hard to talk myself into feeling unworthy and undeserving of God's love. 
And we're not alone in feeling like that. Even the, the Apostle Paul once said, I don't deserve to be an apostle. And if it isn't easy enough to feel unworthy of God's love because we're just not good enough, then sometimes we just feel totally insignificant. We say, why? Why would God love me? I'm just a nobody in the grand scheme of things. We're not alone in feeling like that either. Even Moses once said, who am I that I should lead the people out of Egypt? So you see, feeling unworthy of God's love and too insignificant to matter to him, that's not unusual. But let me tell you something. It's not true. And we can't allow those feelings to do anything but remind us of what is true. And that is God does love you and me and you do matter to him. And I'm going to tell you why. You see, God doesn't love you because of anything that you have or haven't done. He doesn't love you because you are a good person. Love isn't just something God does. Love is who God is. The word says it in John. God is love. Whoever loves or whoever lives in love lives in God, and God in him. So God isn't going around deciding what to love and not love. God is love. That's who God is. And if God is love, then everything he makes, he makes out of love. And you can believe today that when God made you, it was completely out of love. And you know something else? When you love someone, they matter to you. They are not insignificant. The word says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with loving kindness. Even though there are six billion people on this earth, he is drawn to you. He has a deep and intense interest in you and your well-being. So you are not only loved but you matter to God. When Dana and I became parents for the first time with the birth of our daughter Ashley, I didn't think it was possible to love anything as much as that little girl, but when our second daughter Elise came along, even though she was completely different, it was the most natural thing in the world to love her just as much as Ashley. And now Dana and I have two beautiful grand. Children, we don't understand how we can love them so much, but we do. So can we completely understand how God can love us all so completely and individually? Probably not. But I do know that you can live every second of your life knowing that you have a loving Father who cherishes every moment spent with you. And when you recite John 3, 16, you could just as well say, For God so loved me that he gave his only Son, that whosoever believes in me shall not perish but have everlasting life. You could do that because God loves you that much. Can I encourage you today? 
by assuring you that God loves you. He's loved you since before you were born, since before you professed your faith in him. And no matter how you feel right now, no matter what trouble has fallen upon you, no matter how alone you feel, the creator of the universe cares about you. He has not forgotten you. He will never turn away from you. And he will always love you. One of the benefits of being my age is that I still remember some of the great old songs of the church. We don't sing them much anymore. I'll always be thankful for the words of this one. The song goes like this. Could we with ink the oceans fill and were the skies of parchment made? Were every stalk on earth a quilt and every man a scribe by trade? To write the love of God above would drain the ocean dry nor could the scroll contain the whole though stretched from sky to sky. God, how rich and pure, how measureless and strong it shall forevermore endure. Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights. Relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play. Let Nebo light your way. Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197. Pregnant, single, alone. Where does a young woman in this situation turn to for help? Embrace Grace. Does your church stand in the gap for young pregnant women in need of love and support? Embrace Grace. How can a congregation be both pro-life and pro-love? Embrace Grace. Embrace Grace responds with love to women in an unplanned pregnancy. Embrace Grace reaches out with kindness and acceptance and without judgment. Nearly 500 churches offer Embrace Grace, a gospel-centered program designed to help single pregnant moms let go of past hurts and wounds and prepare them spiritually, emotionally, and practically for motherhood. Embrace Grace paves the way for young single women to become spiritually and emotionally healthy parents. Visit EmbraceGrace.com or call 817-755-8484 to learn how your church can embrace grace. That's EmbraceGrace.com. 
or call 817-755-8484.